One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Monday the 23rd of August, nearly the end of bloody August. We're soon going to be saying pinch punch first of the month. Uh, September. September will be here very soon. Uh, laps. Luke and Pete Shaw back for another show uh, with me, Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Mr. Luke Moore. Luke, you've got a lovely moustache today. I have actually. Yeah, I've started yeah. Uh, rocking the moustache. So can't yeah. stick around. Moustache. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what do you think? Everyone keeps the throwing problem, like a sex pest. I mean, you do, but not for that reason. It's the stains that, you, that, <laughs> that, that make you look like that. But I'd say that, that with blonde hair, it's quite hard to kind of in 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 like a, on a screen where um, there's very little sort of contrast. It's hard for it to stick out. But you you've done very well there. It's quite thick and quite luscious. Yeah, I couldn't really grow any kind of facial hair at all until about twenty five, twenty six. I would say. <laughs> Right. And then it's been okay since then. And it's not ginger. Like a lot of blonde people get a ginger beard. Does your, does your beard go a little bit gingery? No, at this point in my life, it only goes white, unfortunately. That's why I'm not, I'm not growing a beard uh, at the moment. That look cool. Lest people, lest people think I'm a... Not really a... What's worse than a silver fox? A, a silver badger. <laughs> a silver you, You'd look rat. like the Night King. The Night King. I was just talking about him on a in Japan. What's that about? Um, yeah, it's it's. You look like uh, the bloke, Uncle Les. I believe used to supply my dad with VHS pornography in the eighties. Uh, and there was another bloke called Gordon who was involved in the Gordon, unholy, yeah. unholy trifles. Hello, darling. Uh, you kind of look a bit like him, to be quite frank. Really, and, and what? I'm, I mean, I probably need to think about asking this question, but I, I'm going right. to ask it anyway. Um, how did you become aware of the fact that you were your father was getting VHS pornography supplied to him? Running by his my hand, running my hand, uh, just on the lip of the cupboard upstairs, uh, found a little key. I was like, "What's that key for?" Oh, there's a little locked uh, toolbox my dad's got. A Hello, treasure trove. <laughs> a disgusting treasure trove. It was. It was. Fan- it was the greatest. It was the greatest few weeks of my life, Luke. It really, really was. And my dad was on nights, so he was in bed for most of the time. It was absolutely amazing. Dangerous. How old were you? Dangerous. I was probably. I was. I was of age where I was like, wow. It was on the lip of like. I didn't use the need, need use the word lip there, did I? Um, yeah. I? I was sort of like you know, thirteen, fourteen, uh, and it was. I remember discovering before. I was excited by that sort of thing, and then afterwards, uh, yeah, it was it was just wonderful. Is that how you it discovered? It was just great news. Is that how you discovered that you've got asthma? 
<laughs> I gave myself asthma. Um, that's a, that's oh, a lovely, dear. rich um, seam to mine among our listeners. But obviously, our, mostly our, our male listeners. Where did your father stash his pornography? Pete yeah, Donaldson's opened open proceedings with a a little a metal, key on top of a cupboard, which opened yeah. some kind of box. Where was the box? A metal box inside the same cupboard. And the thing that gets right. me is, like, it, I've spoken about this before, there is a wonderful unspoken relationship between you and your father's pornography, or mother's pornography. Um, you it's both father's. know you've seen it. You, you, both know, you both know that you've both seen it, but you never want to talk about it no. with, with one another. You and I don't think there's anyone the listening, because there's no one on earth, who's ever discovered pornography and not assumed it's their dad's, even if it was their mum's. <laughs> That's it's, a good it's unspoken, point. but it's always going to be your dad's. I'm telling you now, if you discovered a pornographic magazine mm. from in your home as a kid, mm. as like a teenager, there's no one on earth who's assuming that's their mum's. No one. No, and that's why they get away with it. Who's, who's written Little Orlani on this Memorex uh, VHS? It was mum. You'll <laughs> never know. That sounds disgusting. Gen- genuinely one of the titles it was one of those kind of like jazzy 70s kind of yeah. pornos where everyone was pretending that it was a it, it's it's hollywood and I'll it go, really i'll wasn't. go even further i'll go even further if mm. you discovered a pornographic magazine in your house that mm. was of men you'd yeah. assume your dad was secretly gay before you just dis- right, before you just dis- yes because really? we have this very sort of childish idea of your mother what your mother's into in it is yeah. we're pathetic really aren't we such mummies boys yeah <laughs> completely yeah. agree i can't for once oh. i would love to laugh at you for saying that but i think you're probably right anyway yeah. a traditional opening to the luke and pete show it's great to have Correct. people along um yep. peter what's we'll been to- what's been good for you this uh these last few days hat days how you been doing what you've been uh what you've been looking at We'll probably get. What have you been looking at, <laughs> little Laurel Annie? Um, <laughs> the uh, the. I mean, we, we'll get on to the OnlyFans uh, uh, hubbub. Oh, have you heard about, about that? Yeah. I, I read this this morning. I, I know what people think about me. I know what you think about me, and I can hear you tapping away on your computer, on your laptop, OnlyFans.com. But like, I I am not a consumer of that website. I'm a consumer of every other website in the bloody world. Yeah. Don't worry about that. But this one's a bit of a mystery to me. But I know for a fact that that whole website is just pornography. And then suddenly, because uh, a lot of modern porno uh, sites uh, are having trouble getting money out of their users because a lot of banks and a lot of financial institutions don't want to invest uh, in, in, in those companies. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, OnlyFans has made the owner a billionaire by lads and lasses taking their kit off and, you know, d- democratising their pornography and, you know, taking control of their their, their bodies, etc. You know, there's, there's a lot to be said uh, on, on, on the bad side of of that kind of uh, company, but there's also a lot to be said for, you know, people taking uh, agency into their own hands. Um, and they've made this bloke, uh, or whoever it is, uh, a billionaire, and now um, the financial institutions don't want to play ball. Only fans have basically said, we're not having any boobies or bums or willies on, on the site. And it's like, well, yeah, you've made your money, though, haven't you? You've made your fucking cut. I think Amazing. Said, I think they've said that you can post nude photos and videos, but they can't be what they call, I think, is what they've referred to as sexually explicit. Which, right. I mean, it's, I mean, you'll know more right, about mate, this than I'm me, so, Peter. I'm so sexually explicit. I can be explicit with my clothes on, mate. As a sexually explicit man yourself, how do you feel about that, Pete? Because, because uh, the, 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 the um, comparison that I've seen some draw has been with right. Tumblr, right? 
which was right, like yeah. exactly what you're describing there. But it, I think the reason Tumblr did it was partly financial, but also because I don't think there was any real barrier to viewing on Tumblr. And they were worried that a lot of stuff was getting past their filters, etc. And it was just becoming a bit like the Wild West. Only fans, right. you need to have an account, right? So you presumably you've got to be able to because you've got to buy because you've got to buy stuff because it's it's just a marketplace for pornography, presumably, yeah, okay. isn't it? Presumably, I, I'm not pathetic enough to sort of go. I've never been on a porn site, but it, but it is. I, I do find it all fascinating. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's it, 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 it's. Uh, so is it just going to be like boudoir photography, negligees, recipes, recipes? Me with my testicle out. I'm just, I'm just saying. We look. There's going to be a mass exodus. That there's going to be nothing on that site. Let's get involved. Let's start a <laughs> look and let's start a look and beat your OnlyFans. No, but if you that means because normally the division of labour on this kind of stuff on ideas is that you do the tech and I do everything else. I'm not doing the content for that. <laughs> yes, please. I can't even do the tech most weeks for crying out loud. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, fun. Oh, well, yeah. Well, okay. Well, look out for that. OnlyFans.com. Luke and Pete Shaw. No, Keep I don't. I mean, eye, in many mate. ways, I'm surprised it's eye. taken this Check long to, my for you to promise OnlyFans to our listeners. But I'm still <laughs> upset that you have. Lonely fans, more like. <laughs> what a mess. Lonely what a bloody mess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, that is big news. Um, I don't. Mm. <laughs> I don't know exactly what's going to go on there. But I, I want. I want to. Um, I want to bring us onto more kind of. Um, more safe territory, if you if you like, and okay. I saw something earlier today that um, immediately made me think of you, and I'm I'm almost certain you're going to have an opinion on this, mm. um, and it's that I know that that people play flight simulators, right? In fact, I think you might have indulged yeah. yourself on the older flight simulator. Um, yeah, you know, get yourself on a plane from LA to Tokyo, whatever. You crashed it, I think, didn't you? Um, yeah, right into Venfret Corfu's ground in Corfu. Yeah, how did that happen? I just wanted to take a closer look at the stadium. <laughs> How many on board? Oh, a few. A few All souls. Perished. All perished. <laughs> All perished. Um, souls. Mayday, mayday. Yeah. Um, but there's apparently now been released, Peter, something you can, I'm sure, wax lyrical on, a lawnmower simulator. Hmm. Now, yeah, I've seen this. What is the purpose of that? Because I understand if you're interested in flying, you're interested in the tech, the physics, the the, the cockpit, all that good stuff. I mean... A lawnmower simulator is almost incredibly lazy. I mean, I understand some people don't have a garden and they haven't got any lawns to to mow, (laughs) but can it really be a successful game? Well, I mean, would you not sort of say that, um, you know, headspace stuff these days is quite... um, Oh, nice angle. It's quite important. And it's kind of like, it's a little bit like having one of those little sandboxes that you you rake uh, on your desk. Um, that's what I would have said until I'd seen the video game, um, and I thought it'd be way more therapeutic. But it's very like, you know, you get to a place, you've got to cut all this bloody grass in this amount of time, and you've got to um, make sure you don't miss any spots, and you've got to make sure the grading is right, and you've got to make sure that it looks beautiful. Sounds stressful. Uh, exactly. And so uh, Limmy's been streaming a lot of it and right. uh, doing it in his own inimitable uh, way. Uh, he's such a fucking funny bastard. And uh yeah, and and it it's it it looks quite tense. <laughs> it looks quite difficult. But Limmy does this one thing where he'll halfway through he'll have like a conversation with the people who've got him to do the lawnmowing. Like he'll sort of go, "You want to uh 
You missed a bit. You missed a bit. I haven't missed a bit. I haven't missed a bit. You want to get out of this fucking thing and have a go yourself, you fucking... Like, just start shouting. <laughs> Having this two-way conversation with the person who's saying, you know, missed a bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, it looks it looks quite stressful. But, the, I mean, these are the sort of games that... I don't know who made this one, but I, I'm not that familiar with the project, but um, a lot of these games are made in sort of uh, Eastern Europe um, for kind of the German audience. You know, your truck Euro truck simulator, mm. all your train stuff, but also, like, um, uh, there's, 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 there's the... There's car tuning simulators. There's anything you can possibly think of. Sewage bloody work simulator. You know, they're, they're these companies that just have these kind of like this bank of assets, and they make these video games every year. Uh, and it's just there's just it's just one thing after another, bloody another for for me. Um, the one that really made me laugh recently was that I noticed was um, like a PC builder simulator. So like you know how you know most of my. <laughs> Most of my YouTube watching is uh, just blocks putting graphics cards that you can't get in this country into um, high-powered PCs and going whoa and running a, a Cinebench kind of um, uh, kind of uh, you know setup to see how fast it can do tasks that you wouldn't actually do in the real world and uh, yeah and, and and it's basically that really like you, you choose your uh, you choose your, your your components and you just put together a, a PC. It's fascinating. What? Loving it. And presumably that's just done because it's much cheaper than doing it in real life and for people who can't afford maybe they want to build their own they can simulate what it would be like yeah that's pretty much the case it's uh it, it's it's yeah to a certain extent but there's again there's something very therapeutic about putting something together properly something this modular understandable thing you put it together uh you switch it on and it posts and it works and you have a lovely time there must be other people out there who find that as boring as i do though it sounds more boring than it is, but if you're into that sort of thing, you know, knock yourself out. I mean, what do you do to clear your head after a long day, a long day of podcasting? That's a tagline from the Luke and Pete show, by the way. It sounds more boring than it is. Um, <laughs> what do I do to wind down? Oh, you know, as you know well, I play a bit of PUBG. You know that? Yes, that's correct, um, yeah. Burn season 13. Now the lobbies are getting a lot more um, manageable, so that's been good. Right. Um, and I also, as boring as this sounds, and I'm not trying to say this to sound clever or oh, whatever. Oh, read a book. I, have a I do read books. Read I, read a book. I read quite a lot of read books. A, read a little book. Oh, well, I look forward to book reading simulator. <laughs> slash it's the called library. a Kindle, mate. <laughs> um, uh, Peter, I, on, on this note as well, we must, we simply must mention the latest um, Elon Musk PR grab, but, you know, we're suckers for it, and right. it does... It does bring to mind some challenging conversations and philosophical points of view that we have to really explore is that uh, <laughs> Elon Musk announced uh, late last week that he is building a quote friendly robot to perform menial tasks which he guarantees won't fight back um, <laughs> now I know it's a PR grab I know it gets him on the yeah. front page of the Washington Post I know that he'll do a lot of stuff with Joe Rogan about it and, it and Tesla's share price will go up blah 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 but some of this stuff we have to a- admit and accept he is doing some of this stuff. You know, people yeah. talk about how good he is at PR, how good he is at getting in the headlines. That's true, but he is also putting things in space for real. So it's not like he's a complete fantasist. Yeah. I think, again, with this type of stuff, it's happening more and more in the modern world. Whenever I see a story like that, the first thing my brain tells me is, this is how it starts. This is how it starts. <laughs> and before I get your thoughts on it, Pete, I think it is worth reiterating something we mentioned maybe a year or so ago that the big misconception, well, I think, with the general public around AI, around robotics, around this type of, you know, almost like future with a dystopian under undercurrent to it, is that people make what I believe is a mistake by thinking that they're going to wake up one morning and 
there's going to be robots everywhere. That's right. not what's going to happen. What's going to happen is it's going to happen gradually and you're not even going to notice it. And, for example, I think, Pete, and you can correct me if, if I'm wrong here, I think if you went and visited an Amazon factory, you'd be quite horrified, not just because of the working conditions, but because of the amount of robotics that are going on. It's probably quite frightening, right? And this is an extension of that. They wouldn't let me near them. I, there's too many moving parts. Uh, I mean, you do not want... If you're in an Amazon factory, you don't want a big robot a Tesla robot um, clattering about, knocking over this and that, bottles of piss, <laughs> the drivers, etc. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 not ideal. Is it? I've I've the thing that kind of has got me about this uh, Tesla thing, and 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 it annoys me because it basically says it's average size, five foot eight, hundred and twenty five pounds. Now that's under nine stone, I think, yeah. or certainly under ten stone. I'm yeah. five foot eight, and I'm like eleven and a half now these days. Yeah. It's not ideal. So you're, basically, your big takeaway I'm from this is you've been fat shamed. I'm a big obese robot. I've been fat shamed <laughs> by the Tesla bot. Yeah. <laughs> do you, do you, so when I was a kid, I used to, I, I had this weird fascination and worry that I, obviously I loved football, right? And I had a mm. horrible thing, like thought in my mind that I couldn't shake that when I was 30, which obviously then right. when you're 12 or whatever, feels like a lifetime away, that all, yeah. the, all the football players would be robots and it wouldn't be as good. Right. Do, do you have any kind of fear of robotics, or are you just such a friend of the tech that you you embrace it? Well, the, the problem is like the Tesla bot is not going to be useful to to anyone. Like a humanoid looking robot is is not is neither use nor ornament really. Like in, they're there to make us feel better about the creeping march of automation, isn't it? Really. So yeah, I go, look okay, at this fella, point. he can do a little dance. Look at this dog, you give a little kick and it and sort of falls over a bit, but then it gets up the, the plucky little fucker. No, that's just but the real dog. problem is that's just <laughs> Don't kick dogs and crying out loud. Oh, Blood sorry, I thought it was a robot everywhere. dog. I thought it was a robot dog. Yeah, no, it's it's not. Uh, so yeah, that's not that part of it's not ideal. But it, yeah, it, it it's uh, everyone's going to be out of a job. Um, I don't know. I, I've said it before on the show. I don't know what Amazon, what Tesla. I I don't know what who they think is going to. Um, you know, buy anything. There's no one's going to have any money to buy anything because everything's so automated, everything's so impersonal, everything's kind of like done by robots. We're not going to have jobs. We're going to be on the poverty line, so we're just going to be in a situation yeah. where no one can buy anything, so they're not selling anything. So Amazon will be doing themselves out of a job, I would say. Do, do, <laughs> doing do themselves you, um, out of work. Do you? Do, do people in the tech community, of which you are very much a big part of, in fact, some would say you're a totem of the tech community. Glad, glad to be a part of it. Thank would you. you Generally speaking, are people frightened of this AI stuff? And and also, that's part one of the question. The second question is, are you, are you saying honestly that, and it's a really good point and something I've not considered before, that if you were building a robot to genu- genuinely be efficient and good and, and do all the mm. things that we're crap at, are you saying yeah. by definition that you wouldn't make it like a humanoid anyway? Would, wouldn't look like us, would it? <laughs> It'd have not. ten arms. It'd have ten arms. It would just have a, a base that, like, very bottom heavy, uh, and it wouldn't have any any legs. Why does it need legs? <laughs> it depends on the on the job it's trying to perform, right? Why would it need legs, though? You know, unless it, unless it's a human-facing thing, and we find those um, figures um, pleasurable and 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 we like them, um, it, there's literally no use for them. So it, it would only be in a in the same way that in in Japan you have those like amiibo eyebo um, things, or I can't remember their bloody name, pe- those little pepper uh, robots, and they sit or stand in the front of shops, and all they do is greet people. 
They go, mm. Hi, Ogazimas. And you go, You know, hello. How are you doing? Genki Desuka, how are you doing? You all right? Um, and it'll speak back at you. Um, and we find that kind of interaction quite p- pleasurable. But it's got no fucking use on them. They just sit there and they just get dusty and they look horrible after a while. Yeah, it's a good point. Gross. I hadn't considered that. But you're, so you're not frightened of the... the- I'm not frightened of this kind of robot. I'm, I'm, I'm frightened of everything else. I'm frightened of uh, artificially AI uh, scripting. I'm, 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 like you know, writing scripts that humans find pleasurable. I'm, I'm, I'm worried about algorithmic, uh, you know, the algorithmic takeover of our entire life. I, I'm, I'm worried about the fact that I can sit on, you know, your Facebook stream, your Instagram stream for for ten minutes, doing fuck all, just watching dog video after dog video because it's figured out that I like dogs. That's the worrying thing, isn't it? It's not a robot having a dance around that's basically dancing around going don't look up behind me don't look at everything yeah. else that's happening <laughs> don't look at what we're actually doing <laughs> don't look at what we're actually doing oh look at that techno king elon musk yeah uh, and so that's all going to be basically just gonna i mean that's all basically what you're talking about then is the stuff that's already here right like deep fake and that kind of thing as well yeah all that stuff deep fake um there was a i find that the thing that really kind of worried me um Pixel art, you know, like video, you know, that kind of like charming retro 80s kind of 16 bit, 8 bit kind of um, pixel art, you know, stylistically people use for video games these days. And, yeah. You know, to hark back to a, even though the computers are very powerful and can do lots of stuff, uh, they, 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 they make this very simplistic kind of art style. And there's a little um, kind of um, bot. Uh, you can just sort of type in whatever. Like I want to, I want to see a fox on a chair in front of a museum, and it does this beautiful pixel art of a fox that you've never seen before. It's completely unique. In front, on a chair in front of a museum. All these things you've never seen. It's an interpretation of... It's an amalgamation of 50 million different um, renderings of what a museum looks like, what a fox looks like, what a chair looks like. Um, and even though it's only, you know, 32 pixels of, you know, 64 pixels by 64... It was so charming. I was like, fuck, that is so charming and colourful and beautiful, and I love it. And that's the worrying thing, because it, it's made something... It's made something... It's made something charming to me just by typing three words and, 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 and the artificial intelligence computer has just gone off and, and returned this... You know what I mean? Like, And, and the NVIDIA um, art things, you can just draw anything and it just makes it into this this this, this kind of pastoral scene. It's, it's That's the stuff that worries me because I find them so charming. It's my reaction to, to the art, to the music it's made, to the to the, the pixel, uh, you know, stuff it's done. I, that's the... I, it worries... I worry about myself more than I worry about the, the what the computer's doing and, and what the ideas are behind it. I worry how fucking charming I find this. They could because... probably do that. What they could do then is they could probably just match that up with OnlyFans. <laughs> yes, exactly. Just virtual virtual people just t- getting the kecks off. Digitally, just, it'd so be instead like... of doing Fox on a chair in front of a yeah. museum, big pair of boobies. Big pair of boobies. I want to see Linda Lusardi, a glamour model from the 80s, on a pirate ship. Uh, having a sword fight with Hitler, and then it's just there. It's just there. That and that's is, how I get off, mate. That's how I get off. That has shown all of our listeners uh, that the possibilities are quite simply endless. You're only limited by your own imagination, as we've seen from Pete Donaldson. That is no limitation at all. No, no. If any, as soon as the stabilizers come off with me, I'm in big trouble. To be quite frank. Um, <laughs> let's have a break because there's nowhere to yeah, go from there. Let's get out of here. Who would yeah. win? Ooh, Hitler seems weak and Lusardi seems... Yeah, I Lusardi think Lusardi would, would win. Hitler. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. 100%. We'll, 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 Go we'll, on, Linda. Simulate, we'll simulate it in the break, and when we come back, we'll do some of your emails. All right, stick around. Bleep, bloop, bloop, bleep, 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 bleep,
Lusadi <laughs> wins. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20 20, 20 ready to get 20 20, ready to get 15 15, 15 15, just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We're back. It's the Luke and Pete Show. How are you doing? If you want to get in touch with the show, it's real simple. You can get on the Instagram, at Luke and Pete Show. Uh, you can get on the Twitter, Luke and Pete Show. Uh, and uh, you can also get on our email as well. That's probably the best way to do it. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com. Uh, We've had so many emails in uh, recently. We really should pile through uh, some of them. Uh, Luke, have you got a taste for that sort of... Uh shenanigans can you go first because I just want to do a Twitter poll about who who our listeners think will win in a sword fight between Linda Lasalle and Hitler alright then cool uh, always always good to do uh, tweeting while the show's on because it is uh, because you don't have that bit in the back of your head that sort of goes this is distasteful hi Luke and Pete <laughs> I live I live in Connecticut with my wife two daughters and dog uh, we moved here in lockdown from Tampa Florida and have adjusted to life in uh, a suburban slash rural area we regularly have coyotes bobcats and black bears roaming through our property last year uh, my daughter Frazier's uh, first day of kindergarten I woke up early to the st- distinct smell of a skunk coming from outside Ooh. we had a skunk who periodically came through the property so I thought nothing of it. A few minutes after letting the dog Wembley out uh, I realised she was barking excitedly from the backyard. I found Wembley four uh, four feet from half a dead skunk. Oh my good Lord. The only evidence of life was the animal's uh, mouth opening and closing reminiscent of an eel breathing. Uh, I'm going to go back on what I said before uh, Linda Lusardi and Hitler having a sword fight on a pirate ship. Not the most upsetting image uh, we've had on yeah. the show. By the way, can far. I also just say this email? I spent a lot of time censoring. Good. Okay. Lovely. It was a lot worse sm- than this. 
Right, good on you, Luke, good on you. The, the smell was horrible, but not yet traumatising. I'll be the judge of that, mate. Uh, my biggest concern was getting the dog inside and keeping my four-year-old daughter from seeing the animal. Um, while my wife was off taking my daughter to meet her new teacher, the animal control officer from the town's police department came. They explained they couldn't take the animal away because they'd never be able to get the smell out of the vehicle. Oh, yeah. good. Cracking. Brilliant. I'm glad they have a good, I'm glad they do all the animals apart from skunks. The best they could do was shoot the animal and leave me to bury the creature. While I was putting my two-year-old daughter down for a morning nap, I heard the distinct sound of a shotgun coming from my backyard. I grabbed my shovels and began walking outside when I was hit by the smell. Oh, no. Mm. The once horrible smell was now truly unbearable because when the officer shot the animal, the scent glands exploded or ruptured. At this point, the now two police officers were kind enough to help me deal with the body. We carried the animal on a shovel to the edge of the property and buried it. They then instructed me to go to the hardware store uh, to purchase pulverised lime and bleach. (laughs) You're going on a list, mate. Um, (laughs) I was to use use the uh, bleach to dilute the blood and gore from the lawn and the lime to cover the gravesite in order to break down the carcass. After about a week uh, after the burial, a wild animal dug up the skunk and ate the remains. What a dish. Uh, It was two weeks before I could walk in the backyard without gagging and roughly five to six weeks before the smell completely dissipated. I made oh, good God I made tacos with ground turkey uh, that uh, night and I was unable to eat after the raw pinkish meat reminded me of the skunk's carcass I still can't eat ground turkey to this day thanks for all the great content Andrew from Simsbury uh, is that Connecticut? Connecticut it is I mean yeah. um, Lord I did put, E I did put a listener advisory at the top of this email Pete, which you did just simply did not read pile so, in mate pile ap- in apologies to our listeners who were who were upset about that, but nature is red in tooth and claw, as we know. So yeah. it's just how the world don't don't shoot the messengers for telling you how the world is. Right in yeah. an Elon Musk world where all the animals are robots, there will be no blood, and then you'll miss and it. If, and if you are going to shoot the messenger, don't shoot him in the the stink sack, so to speak. <laughs> the, the listener advisory that you you literally just wrote a graphic skunk story listener advisory. I don't think that sums up the horrors that uh, came after <laughs> us, to be quite wrong. That was fucking terrible. Um, and that's from me. That's I'd from like, me, Luke. I'd like How to, dare you? I'd like to see you stumbling wounded into an A&E saying, I've ruptured me stink sacks. Stink sack. <laughs> Stay away. I've ruptured me stink sacks. Oh, more on stink sacks next show, by the way. I've got a lovely story about a, well, about a testicle. Fantastic. <laughs> Charlie, it depends on whether you wash or not. Uh, Charlie also emailed us with information about the bombardier beetle, which basically shoots chemicals out of its anus in order to poison frogs and make them vomit the beetle out again after eating it. I mean, this is the thing, right? And we're a big fan of evolution on this show, as I think you should be in 2021. Right. As Ricky Gervais once said, if you believe in God, you believe that he meant to do that. Yeah, like, yeah, it's a said, big shout, innit? Do you know what? I'm having a boring day, and I'll probably, I fancy do I haven't done any Beatles yet. I'll do the Beatles, yeah. and I'll make one of them stink, shoot stink out of its own anus that's so potent <laughs> that it makes the frog that's just eating it puke it up so I survive. It's not, it's yeah. not, it's, there's no one would have thought of that. They just it's wouldn't less have. than ideal. It is less than ideal, to be quite frank. Oh, lordy. Um, I do not care for that one bit. Uh, let's 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 go on to more. Um, I'm mean, actually it's probably quite related ground actually because a little an email here from Dave about Christian music, um, talking oh, right, about okay. what God or God didn't do. I mean, he obviously invented Christian music as well, which shows that he's got no taste at all. Um, 
He says, uh, Dave says, hello, gents. Your chat on Christian music reminded me of The Simpsons where Flanders meets a Christian singer he likes. And after she tells him her band have left her, she says the brilliant and very true line of, they switched from Christian music to regular pop. All you need to do is switch the word Jesus to baby. Keep up the great work, Dave. <laughs> and that is very, very true and very astute. And, and, and I should also say that Joel, listen to Joel, hello to you, Joel, got in touch with a click mm. from King of the Hill where Hank... <laughs> in King of the Hills, he's a Christian music guitarist and says to him, can't you see you're not making Christianity better? You're just making rock and roll worse. <laughs> Which is so well done. Uh, that's so fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Any more from you, Pete, on stink sacks or any of the above? Let's, let's just check out a, a nice one to finish. A pleasant okay. email from Jen from San Francisco uh, in California, in the US of it. Hi, Pete. I just heard the episode where you mentioned that you have ants and flying ants tearing up your patio. I wonder if the flying ants are actually termites and there's actually a war ensuing between the two uh, colonies. Uh, as fun as that might sound, I agree. You should probably get that taken care of. Uh, and then she goes on to th- uh, congratulate me on uh, passing my driving test. Uh, sorry about COVID. And Luke, I hope you're enjoying your time off. Like, those bits very much in the deep and distant past uh, in Luca Piccio law, but um, I very much enjoyed the idea of flying ants just absolutely kicking off between the uh, two colonies. Is that your, uh, that's your side of things, isn't it? That's a little alarm going off. I think little, there's uh, little doorbell happening here. It's a doorbell, I believe. I think yeah. someone's ringing, ringing the doorbell. Someone's ringing, someone's rocking on the door, someone's ringing the bell, let's get out of here. And we said we'd do it <laughs> until the alarm went off. It's kind of similar. Yes, to that. that was um, so tense, wasn't it? That was so tense. I very much fun. enjoyed that. Let, yeah, let's get out yeah. of here. That's probably a, a, a sign for us to leave. But before we do, I just do want to mm. say, Jen, who's emailed in there with that email, um, I, I mm. presume is a female listener of ours, and the email right. was just so nice and so well written yeah. and so really like caring and lovely that I thought, you know what, I've got yeah. to include it because it was like, congratulations, <laughs> Pete. Sorry about this, Pete. I hope you feel better soon, Pete. Luke, have a lovely time off. It was just a real nice like shot in the arm of positivity, yeah. and I it's thought, exactly thank what you very we much, needed. Jen. It's exactly what we needed, to be quite frank. So uh, thank you very much for that. Um, we'll be back on um, Thursday for Battery Brands, boys. Uh, oh, and you promised a story about week. a testicle sack. Oh, yeah. Um, before no, we we'll go, get, we will get filthy, let's actually. leave the last word to our Twitter listeners who I All asked right. earlier in the show who would win in an imagined sword fight from Pete's imagination mm-hmm. between Linda Lasardi and Hitler. Pete, what do you estimate the result was? Well, the result was probably Linda Lusardi, uh, who I think is on Twitter, um, probably checking her checking her mentions and going, I didn't deserve this. Uh, but I reckon Linda Lusardi wins uh, quite handsomely. Absolutely, you're absolutely right. Landslide, 66.4% mm. of the vote to Linda Lusardi. Hitler should be very disappointed with that, but let's face it, it's not the worst thing he's done. <laughs> it really isn't. I wonder if we typed in sixty percent of people, sixty-six percent of people, uh, see what comes up on uh, on Google. Uh, oh yeah, it's it's mainly um, obesity statistics. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, on that note, oh, we've got to go. Sixty-six, sixty-six percent of people should think you could think you should split the bill on a first date. That's bad behaviour, isn't it? That is bad behaviour. All right, let's get out of here. We'll be back on Thursday. See you then. Fewer Hitlers, fewer Lasardis. See you soon.
Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.